The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Please be seated. Well, as I said at the beginning of the liturgy, this morning Jesus extends to you an otherworldly invitation to come and be his disciple. He calls for you to come off the sidelines and enter the game, to move from being a mere bystander or observer to one who is caught up in the drama of his life and ministry. This invitation is to share in your own specific and special way the church's role in bringing the forgiveness of Jesus to the world, the exercising of the keys of the kingdom of heaven, which we heard from last week's gospel. The beautiful thing about today's gospel is that it doesn't leave us wondering about how we go about becoming Jesus' disciples. Verses 24 and 25, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Before we even dive into the formula Jesus gives, notice how free the invitation is. Whoever wishes. Or in another translation, if any want to become my followers. Jesus isn't forcing this on you because he knows that nothing good ever comes by force. Instead, Jesus leaves this invitation open to you. Come and see. 
Come and see what it's all about. Come and see what I'm all about. He doesn't force this invitation on you because He knows that what He asks of you today is a lot. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow Me. This is, by all accounts, a pretty hardcore formula because it summons us away from a life of convenience and comfort to one of deep and abiding commitment and love, first and foremost, on His part, but on our part too. So it turns out that Jesus' invitation to come and be His disciple isn't going to be as easy as we may have first thought. It isn't like owning a pet rock, as we learned last week. It isn't like being a member of a country club or, or a gym. Engage whenever you want. No, this invitation is one that asks everything of you. It asks for you. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and you follow me. Now, I don't know about you, but when I heard these words this week or read these words this week in preparation, I couldn't help but wince and my heart and my soul shuddered a bit. The wincing and shuddering come because we know full well that this three-step formula of discipleship is going to come with a healthy dose of sacrifice and suffering. And frankly, we don't like or want that. As a matter of fact, at our core, we are all offended by sacrifice and suffering. This isn't anything new. We see this from the beginning of the church. Right after Jesus hands St. Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven and calls him blessed, he says that he would have to go to Jerusalem to suffer. And how does the blessed one respond? He becomes offended. He rebukes and denies. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. And then we hear Jesus' response to this rebuke and denial and defense, the response that cuts Peter to the heart. Get behind me, Satan. From hero last week to zero this week. I'm sure many of us have felt like that this week. 
Jesus calls St. Peter Satan not to be unkind, but to show him and you and me that Satan's greatest wish is to be an obstacle, is to pull us away from the center of our faith, which is the suffering and sacrifice and passion of our Lord Jesus for our sake. So it's almost like Jesus is saying to Peter and you and me, hey, you're not sounding like yourself, blessed one. You're sounding and you're acting just like the deceiver, the obstacle, Satan. Satan tries to pull us away by tempting us with lies about sacrifice and suffering and the three-step formula of discipleship. Deny yourself? That just seems like random suffering. Take up your cross? Jesus is trying to make you sacrifice and suffer alone. Follow Him? Look at Him. Don't you know that following Him will be the terrible end of a happy life? Do these lies sound familiar? These are the lies that the devil and the world and the wicked age in which we live have been using for centuries. There is nothing new under the sun. They may have been repackaged in a different way and delivered to you in a deliberate and specific way, but at the core, they're all the same. And too often, my friends, we have believed those lies. Those lies about Jesus, those lies about discipleship, and those lies about ourselves. And that has sent us running into the arms of an endless pursuit of pleasure and power and popularity and prestige for ourselves and our children, all at the expense of our and our children's relationship with the giver of life. I just want to have fun, Jesus, and you're no fun. What are you going to do for the success of my children. You see, Satan and the world and the age, they've got it all wrong, and they're making us get it all wrong. Denying ourselves and taking up our crosses and following Jesus is not sacrificing and suffering randomly, sacrificing and suffering alone, and sacrificing and suffering the end of a happy life. For when Jesus says to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, he's calling you to forget yourself. To forget yourself and to know only him. The suffering that comes with this 
isn't random, but a suffering that is necessary for our journey ahead. For when we know only Him, we no longer see that way which is too difficult for us. When we deny ourselves, we get out of the way and let Jesus do His work in us. Or as Dietrich Bonhoeffer once wrote, self-denial says only He is going ahead, hold fast to Him. When Jesus tells us to take up our cross, this isn't a solitary suffering. Taking up our cross is entering into communion with God and community with one another. The first time we took up our cross was when He summoned us away from our old selves in the waters of baptism. Don't you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into His death, St. Paul writes. We were buried, therefore, with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. In baptism, we took up the cross of Jesus with Jesus, the easy yoke, the light burden, and we were cemented to Him for eternity. Now the cross we bear is our daily fight against sin and Satan and his temptations and lies and suffering, a fight that is difficult to be sure, but one that isn't done alone. For our cross now is also bearing one another's burdens and forgiving one another just as Jesus forgave us. That's why we need each other in the flesh, in this place. Because when I get to see you, and you get to see me, we know that we're not bearing our crosses or fighting our battles alone. Think only of Jesus. Be in communion with Jesus. Be in community with one another. The invitation just keeps getting better. And when Jesus told us to follow Him, writes St. Irenaeus, it was not that He needed our service, but that He wanted to show and bestow salvation upon us. To follow the Savior is to share in the salvation and to follow the light is to perceive the light. Following Jesus is not the terrible end of a happy life, but the beginning of a joy-filled, blessed life, a life filled with grace and love and forgiveness, a life filled with true meaning and purpose, because at the end of the day, everything else passes away. Everything else besides God and His beloved ones.
So it turns out that the invitation offered to you today is the best invitation you can receive. But don't get me wrong. Denying yourself, taking up your cross, following Jesus isn't going to be easy. It's going to require sacrifice and suffering in every aspect of your life and in your children's lives. It's going to ask for you for your time, for your talent, for your treasure, for your future, and for your present. It's going to mean actively committing yourself to Jesus and His church over every other convenience in life even if it means the loss of power and prestige and popularity, and the day may even come when you might have to shed blood for Jesus. But He promises us that those who lose their lives in every aspect of the Word will find it again in Him. So the invitation is yours again today. Are you ready once again to deny yourself, to deny your old Adam and know Jesus alone, to get out of the way so that Jesus can look intently at you and tell you who you are? Are you ready to take up your cross and enter into an intimate communion with God and community with one another in the battle against temptation as we build one another up? Are you ready to follow Jesus anew to a life of true meaning and joy and beauty and forgiveness, a life that will last into eternity for you and your children? Then, my friends, come and taste it. Come and see it. Come and be cemented to Jesus anew and this most holy Eucharist. Deny yourself. Take up your cross follow Him. It's all for your good. Then go and be who you are, a blessed one, a disciple of the Son of the living God. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.